Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. This episode of the Business of Esports is brought to you by Up On Game Presents. Their podcast feed features a diverse lineup of shows featuring entertaining and authentic personalities with unique perspectives and opinions driven by sports and pop culture. Among the programs are Conversations with a Legend with LeVar Arrington, Stay a While with Tommy Vincent Pretty Left Hook, Straight Facts, What Are Those?, Billy the Bat Boy's Corner, and of course, The Business of Esports. Up On Game Presents is available on iHeartRadio and everywhere podcasts are heard. Welcome to the Business of Esports podcast, the official podcast of esports. We explore the intersection of business and esports, one of the fastest growing industries in the world and the future of fun. Please welcome your host, Paul, the esports prophet, Dawalibi. The Business of Esports podcast begins now. From the keyboard to the boardroom, this is the Business of Esports podcast. I am Paul Dawalibi. I'm joined today by my friend and co-host, the Honorable Judge Jimmy Barada. For those of you who are new here, welcome to the official podcast of esports. What we do is we cover the most pressing gaming and esports topics and news of the week, but we look at all of it through a business and C-suite lens. We dissect, we analyze the business implications of everything happening in this industry. For our regular listeners, thank you guys for tuning in every week. Thank you for all the love, the five-star ratings and reviews. If you haven't already, go leave a review on the podcast. Let us know how much you love it. Share it with a friend or a colleague, maybe. Uh, That's how we get more people to discover the podcast. And if you haven't, also make sure to subscribe, follow the podcast on any platform you listen to this on, uh, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Google Play. Uh, Jimmy, how are you doing this week? I'm in deep trouble, Paul. I, I messed up. I messed up big time. Oh, no. uh, 
I got back into Fortnite for the no build mode <laughs> and I broke down. I bought the Balenciaga skin and, oh, no. and, 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 and weapon pack. I'm, I'm, I'm back in up to my neck. Honestly, it's just like the old days. It's, it's, there's no stopping it. <laughs> First of all, those skins aren't even that nice. I did look at them. Well, I don't know if well, you like them, but as, as like Fortnite the skins go, they're not that nice. But I have the real life hoodie, so naturally my character has to wear it. Also, next thing, I actually got to get the backpack now to match my guy. That's that's how they get you. Yeah, but all I found, I looked at all of them, and I I didn't see anything. A, I would have bought in real life, or B, that I really wanted to buy in Fortnite. Honestly, like, it wasn't a nice skin. It, it just wasn't that wasn't that cool. I don't know. I like, I mean, I think we're different. I, you're not a big Fortnite fan in general, but if you saw, also saw the Matrix activation they did, some of the Matrix weapon wraps are really, really cool. Like I said, this is really just the start of a lot of purchases <laughs> that are coming my way. <laughs> I have bought some Fortnite skins. I will say the Balenciaga ones felt uninspired to me. And of the streamers I watch, which is quite a few during the day, you know, I, I always have some kind of streamer open. Um, I rarely see anyone using the skin. I just feel like my guess is it didn't sell all that well, or at least not as well as maybe some other Fortnite skins. I don't know if it was top five or top 10 or so. I would guess not even the top 10, just anecdotal evidence based on all the streamers I watch and the skins they use. Now, maybe they all bought it and they just don't use it. I don't know. Um, but it felt a little uninspired to me. I'm, I'm sad to hear that you're back into Fortnite though. Although I agree. The no build is a, is a draw question is, was this a business expense? Am I, am I paying, am I paying for the Balenciaga? Skin? This is a personal expense, uh, but thank you for raining on my parade. Maybe our guest today will, will, uh, will like that. I got that skin. Maybe he has it too. I'm not sure, but we'll find out. Um, it's a great segue. We have a, an absolutely, uh, unbelievably amazing guest today. Uh, they just seem to get better and better and better on this podcast. Our guest uh, today is Steve Aronset, who is the co-CEO and owner of Team Liquid. I mean, I'm sure a name that literally every one of our viewers knows. Steve, welcome to the Business of Esports podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to be here. Steve, um, it's so unfortunate. So many of our listeners actually like listen to this podcast only and don't watch it. But you've got such an amazing background of stuff behind you. Um, (laughs) and, and, you know, those, those posters of, I guess, team liquid winning tournaments. Um, that's just very cool. Yeah. It's a nice little setup. I, uh, I need to get my lights on the third shelf there where I have my Muta from Starcraft and, uh, I got some more shelves on this side that need filling. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, it's nice. You know, it's all gamers. We're like, we love collectibles, you know, we love to, uh, you know, I've got a whole uh, closet full of badges for when we were at IRL and would go to, you know, BlizzCon and PAX and all that kind of stuff. That's so, fun. Yeah. I need to get those framed. <laughs> Steve, maybe for our viewers or listeners who don't, who don't know about you or uh, the, the one who maybe hasn't heard of Team Liquid, would love for you to give us a bit of the Steve story, some of your background, how you got into gaming, why you got into gaming, and a little bit about Team Liquid and what you guys are doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, so I, as a young kid, grew up in Leesburg, Virginia. If anybody is familiar with the area, it's right outside of Washington, D.C. Um, and when I was young, you know, my dad had a computer in the house, so I was always on it uh, way too much. Um 
you know, external modem days, AOL, <laughs> connecting to the internet sort of thing. And um, yeah, I spent a lot of time gaming and uh, I was also a console, you know, like NBA Jam and Sonic and stuff. And um, I remember my parents took me to Blockbuster when it was still Blockbuster and not bankrupt. <laughs> uh, and we would do these competitions and get high scores. And if you got the high enough score, then you got access to an MLG event that you would go to and compete at IRL. And uh, I competed in a few of those and, and made it to regionals and stuff. And um, yeah, anyway, so fast forward a bit. I'd you know, been a gamer uh, playing StarCraft and a ton of Dota and Warcraft and Civ. And then Han for a little bit. And then, <laughs> you know, uh, League of Legends kind of appeared from the ether out of Dota. And damn, I, I fell in love. <laughs> um, I fell in love with League of Legends. And, um, you know, this was... Uh, uh, and, and meanwhile, I was... Uh, I'd graduated college and I had started my own financial services uh, company. I had a a whole practice in the Washington DC metro area and staff and stuff. And, you know, I'd been doing pretty well for myself and, um, yeah. And then, but then on, you know, weekends I was like traveling to the Intel extreme masters in China and Europe and, you know, mm -hmm. qualifying for worlds, uh, before there was even LCS and league of legends. Um, and, you know, I ran into a sponsor, which, uh, Alienware, uh, and her name was Marcy and she was at the Intel Extreme Masters event. And she came up to me afterwards and she said, hey, we'd love to sponsor your team. And I was like, oh, you mean like put your logo on our jersey? She's like, yeah, like that. <laughs> and so I said, for how much? And she's like, well, how's a quarter of a million sound? I said, that sounds great. So, <laughs> so, uh, thus a business was formed and, uh, you know, ended up calling, um, uh, legal zoom to set up an LLC. Cause at the same time I kept thinking it was just on the side uh, a little bit and, uh, you know, I was doing both things at once. And then when, uh, the naming rights stuff came through for curse Inc, who they're kind of owned a bunch of websites and stuff and the team became curse. And I was like, all right, it's time to, to do this. Um, and I, and I asked all my, my friends and family, you know, like, Hey, should I, take this huge financial planning practice and just stop doing it and move to a house in California and live with 14 guys and run a business <laughs> that is uh, probably going to lose money. Um, and uh, everybody was like, no, hell no, or F no, uh, <laughs> except for one of my friends. And she, she was like, you know, Steve, go follow your heart. So, uh, so yeah, so I picked up everything and moved out to California and then, um, started running the business and uh, fast forward a bit, um, grew in sponsorships and players and games. And then in 2000 and uh, was it 14 or 13, I uh, ran into Victor um, who had founded Team Liquid. And um, at the same time, Curse Inc. was actually selling one of their products to Riot Games, Curse Voice, if you remember. And they had to get rid of sponsoring the team because they couldn't do that. It was a conflict of interest. So, you know, I purchased the team fully from Hubert, who was running Curse, and uh, and uh, I needed a new name. So I was either going to start my own brand or uh, merge with an existing esports organization. 
and decided to uh, you know make it work with Victor. And um, I remember I called him up and I was like, "Hey, Victor, I'm Steve. Nice to meet you." Um, I was thinking, uh, what about like merging our companies, splitting the equity down the middle, becoming co CEOs? Like who the fuck are you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, uh, so that was that was that was great. Then fast forward a little bit more, and uh, we sold a portion of the company to Peter Guber and Ted Leonsis, um, and then uh, uh, did a little investment there, and then have continued to do some small rounds since. And they've been amazing partners. And uh, yeah, now Team Liquid is uh, you know the the uh, most watched esports team in the world for seven years in a row. And we've won more prize money than any other esports team in the world. And we've won more championships than any other esports team in the world. And um, got a pretty big fan base and uh, yeah, well-respected, I think, within the community. Hey, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's right. This year has gone by so quickly. And there's so many things to be proud of in your 2024 so far. But... Oh, there's some things that you still want to accomplish out there as well. So look, when life is going fast and it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins, you stop and celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. That's right. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. So listen, I got to tell you, I benefit from therapy. That's right. I have conversations and I talk about the things I want to accomplish. I talk about things that I have accomplished. And you know what? When you do it, you go to a place like BetterHelp. That's right. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. I know it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. It's for all of us, all right? If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Take a moment, visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. 
in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. I mean, such a great story, Steve. Let let me start with a question I think I often ask um, heads of esports teams, you know, who come on the show, and that is, where do you put Team Liquid on sort of the spectrum of esports teams? Because, and the way I define it is you've got, you know, ultra competitive teams who are focused on winning on one end and you have maybe more content media, you know, hoodie focused teams on the other end and both legitimately interesting businesses in their own right. Uh, but where on that spectrum do you, have you always sort of seen Team Liquid or maybe not on that spectrum? Like, do you define Team Liquid differently? Yeah. I would say we definitely gravitate more towards the focus on pursuing excellence, competition, um, fielding players as athletes and competing under our roster and winning championships. Um, so that has been the kind of the main identity of Team Liquid. Uh, that being said, you know, the general gaming audience is far greater than the esports audience, I think. You know, traffic on Twitch, for example, you know, maybe 5%, if I had to guess, of the total traffic on tri- on Twitch is esports related. Um, so you just have a, a much larger opportunity to grow your fan base in a more substantial way by getting into general gaming rather than just esports focus. So that's something that uh, will be a focus for us um, going into Q3 and Q4 and, and next year. Uh, that being said, I think uh, some of those other teams like FaZe or 100 Thieves, um, you know, they their brand and their identity, I think, is very different than the Team Liquid one. Uh, you know, I would describe FaZe as like the FaZe bro, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, the cars and the clicks and the money and the bets and, the uh, you know, that kind of superficial validation, the you know, the way you look and, and how, uh, disruptive something might feel and, uh, that broiness of, of camaraderie, uh, you know, we're very different than that. You know, we're kind of more about just integrity and humility and being a bit peculiar, um, uh, being focused on like education and mastery and, authenticity and pursuing excellence and honing your craft and leveling up, you know, your craft skill, <laughs> so to speak, and whatever you want to do, uh, a little bit more weird and dorky, you know, <laughs> and cerebral. Um, so with that, you know, there's probably a smaller audience of gamers that fit that profile versus the phase bro. So, uh, you know, I think, I think for us, part of that will be creating new content and finding collaborations that make sense for us. Uh, and you'll probably see more of that. So 
I'd say we're we're on that one side that you described, moving, gravitating a little bit more towards the other, but not headed in the same direction that you might understand it today. I, 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 oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead, Jimmy. Well, yeah. I just wanted to continue down this line because I kind of have a two-part question here, at least as I see it. You know, as, as you're describing not only what's made you guys great and what's your, you know, your core identity, but also in terms of where you're taking the business kind of and going more towards content creation. I mean, you guys are so successful across so many titles, you know, mobile games. Uh, I mean, what, 17 different titles, I think, last I checked. And correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah, I think, so, I think it's 19 now or something. I, I, yeah, so exactly. You <laughs> also lost count. And, and that's kind of the point of my question is, you know, for starters, what is in that DNA or in that pursuit of excellent, excellence and honing your craft kind of mentality? that's allowed you to replicate the same success across so many different titles, as well as how do you replicate that? Or, or rather, how do you expand that into content creation, which arguably radically different than competing at the highest level and only caring about being the best at something because there's an entertainment factor there, which is in gaming, at least not just about how good you are, but also personalities, engaging with audiences live on stream and, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. You know, I think it starts with, you know, what is Team Liquid? I, I think from a business perspective, we're much more liquid enterprises than just a team. Um, and as an enterprise, we have a number of different business verticals. One of those is content creation. And the way that we approach content creation, I think we've shown we've been pretty best in class in in terms of us versus other teams. Um, you know, we've done the documentaries, we have done commercials for our partner, Honda. If you've watched like the LCS, you probably have seen them. They're like car commercials and you know how car commercials are. They're like, wow, that the, those are car commercials. Like, you know, a lot of money has been put behind this and the, like the, the, the idiosyncrasies that you have to t- pay attention to in order for it to go well. And, uh, yeah, we've filmed and produced and edited those and we've done great animation work. I'm not sure if you saw like our Valorant piece when we announced our roster. Uh, we actually got a ping from Riot saying, "Okay, you guys' <laughs> stuff is looking like too like close to like the quality of our stuff. <laughs> you have to, <laughs> you're going to use our IP, <laughs> you know." Um, so I think it's I think what we do is we kind of take that pursuing excellence and more of the the curiosity and pushing ourselves and you know, demonstrating excellence within those different verticals and genres and craft and technical expertise areas within the company. And we apply it to like production and editing and story writing. And we have um, kind of a a really good brand marketing and content uh, part of the company. Um, And so, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think with uh, the right focus, you're, you'll see more of that integrated into the content that's published by Team Liquid. And it could be in like a hard knocks kind of documentary around one of our team members. It could also be in a commercial that you watch when watching a CSGO match that we filmed for a partner. So it's, uh, uh, it's hopefully going to be woven into every aspect of our business, not just how we play and 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 when can you also expand that into the uh creators and the talent that you sign and what you look for in them and how that also is applied and manifested in, in who you choose to represent your banners 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's interesting. It's like on the athletic side, you hopefully are able to identify athletes that produce wins. That is the most important is winning, right? Um, but you hope you get lucky every now and again. And you're like, hey, this signing that we just did uh, makes a lot of sense. They're aligned with our values and our brand and our identity. And I'd say, for example, Bjergsen is a great example of that. You know, Bjergsen was on TSM for, and for folks that don't know, Bjergsen's like one of the biggest names in all of League of Legends, maybe behind Faker and maybe one or two others, right? Like he's up there in the world. And, uh, and he had been on TSM for like seven or eight years or something like that. And uh, when he signed with Team Liquid and he started to get to know the company, and I was having a conversation with him, he's like, I feel more at home at Team Liquid than I ever did at TSM. And I think fans kind of get that too, just because of how he carries himself with humility and integrity. And he is very selective with his words. He's, you know, an architect with how he uh, plans his practice. And you get that from him and it, those vibes kind of carry on to team liquid. And, and I think folks will start to understand that over time as he's with the organization, we've got him under a three-year contract, um, on the content creator side, you know, this is, this has been something that we've really focused on. So just in the last like two, maybe, maybe three months we've signed, I believe at least maybe 14, both athletically and, and content creator, um, women to the organization, which has been fantastic. Uh, and that really doubles down on our um, value of inclusivity and diversity and just doing more. Uh, so that's been really good. Um, and part of it too is like their content. What type of content is it? Is it more looking for clicks or is it educational or is it entertainment or, you know, it's, the style needs to match Team Liquid. And for us, more of that educational, that mastery component to what they're doing, like helping level up people that watch their content uh, would much would be more aligned with the Team Liquid brand and, and content creators that we'd, we'd want to partner with. Steve, does that ethos um, extend to the kinds of brands and sponsors and companies that, you know, um, give you guys money to put their logo or, you know, and the, the example I always think of is, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, phase has their content house. Right. Uh, and again, I call this one extreme. And then you guys sort of, I always felt were at the other opposite end because, you know, you had the alien where like training facility, it felt more like going to the gym rather than, you know, uh, going to party. And I'm curious, like, how much does this ethos extend to the the sponsors and the brands that you work with? It's kind of interesting. Like um, very much so is the short answer, but like we were in conversation with, um, with, with a partner. I'm just trying to think if, if I'm allowed to say who, uh, but with a partner that we have. And um, we were talking about renewals and, uh, during those renewal conversations, you know, we kind of said, "Look, we we want to establish a uh, a partnership for a significant amount of time um, because we don't want to advertise a different brand to our audience. We feel like that chase for dollars, and you know, it's inauthentic. 
you know, yep. like it, it doesn't fans see through that stuff. And so it was important for us. And so, um, I said, you know what, why don't we do this? Why don't we have your brand team and our brand team get together and chat and talk about the alignment of these values in your, and that was the first part of figuring out whether we were going to renew our partnership or not. And I think that approach is not something that most teams probably think about. You know, they're probably thinking about what deliverables and what content and what are the views going to be and what's the engagement and how many products and widgets are we going to sell and advertise and all that stuff. And we just don't think that way. You know, our, our partnership strategy is much more about mark association. You know, like when you walk into a room and you're next to Alienware and Alienware is next to Team Liquid that says something, you know, whether we are in a video or a Netflix series or it's the Alienware training facility or it's a YouTube video or it's a TikTok or whatever it might be, we're together. And that endorsement of marks, so to speak, is the brand value. And we care much more about that and what it means than widgets and of course we do all the reporting and we're very polished on that side of the business i don't mean to understate it it's uh <laughs> it's expensive i think we spend like half a million dollars just in reporting software per year. <laughs> uh but uh you know the 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 vibe of the relationship is very much um a partnership uh and, and that's the way we approach it and and i think that's why we actually have a hundred percent renewal rate with every one of our partners for the last eight years wow Wow. So I think that just, you know, it's, I guess, from the top, you know, that's how we manage our partnerships. We, we treat them like we would friends, good friends. Uh, it's worked out. I mean, Steve, how much of your, like, I, I feel a lot of the owners, the CEOs of gaming companies that we bring on the show, a lot of times they're very young and, you know, this gaming business is maybe the first company they've started or the first company that they've really, you know, serious company that they've worked for. Um, and so you see a lot of like gamers building gaming companies. You were obviously a gamer, but started in a very different career, right? Radically different uh, with financial planning. How much of that have you brought to the esports world, to your business? Or, or are they such different universes that none of I'm just curious how much of that has, has sort of seeped into Team Liquid. Yeah, I would say a good portion. <laughs> um, you know, I'd say from a young age, my entrepreneurial spirit, you know, started uh, selling burn CDs with MP3s that I illegally downloaded on the internet uh, to my <laughs> friends in class and put their favorite music on one, one disc. Um, I did that too. Yeah. Or doing lemonade stands and, you know, all kinds of stuff. You know, I, I, I just love that. Um, but that probably mixed with, uh, when I was, when I was doing a lot of the financial planning work, you know, you, you learn about management and people and yes, HR law and payroll and all these kind of aspects of business. You, when you're running a business, you know, it, it, it all leads up to you. So I kind of, I was able to execute it on a much smaller scale with a much smaller team. But, um, you know, I think I learned, uh, you know, people are everything and talent is everything. And, the relationships you have with your staff and the trust that you earn uh, that you can easily lose um, is 
imperative to alignment and doing more with with more people. So yeah, I think I think that helped with building a company. Uh uh you know, and building team liquid and and identifying and finding relationships with other people that have like-minded values. Um I think we're pretty good about during our recruitment process and interview process um identifying folks that fit. Uh the and we call it doing things the TL way. And uh and so you know we, with that it 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 definitely helped for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then my love for gaming and the fact that I game every day almost, and, you know, I follow everything religiously and my heart is so much in this. Um, and the fact that I, I hope that, you know, my actions or the team's actions have a positive effect on the maturity and the design of the esports ecosystem for, for teams and players. Like, um, I think those those things just kind of married well for like the right recipe for success for Team Liquid, I think. Hey, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's right. This year has gone by so quickly, and there's so many things to be proud of in your 2024 so far, but oh, there's some things that you still want to accomplish out there as well. So look, when life is going fast and it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins, you stop and celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. That's right. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. So listen, I got to tell you, I benefit from therapy. That's right. I have conversations and I talk about the things I want to accomplish. I talk about things that I have accomplished. And you know what? When you do it, you go to a place like better help that's right it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries it empowers you to be the best version of yourself i know it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma it's for all of us all right if you're thinking about starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Take a moment, visit betterhelp.com slash game presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash game presents. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The 
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What, What can you share looking at it from the reverse perspective or I guess taking it the other direction? With regard to you know not not just your sponsors, not just uh, the games you participate in or your talent, but also your advisors, right? Um, Magic Johnson, Tony Robbins, Axiomatic, your your investors, and the people that you look to for guidance. What what can you share about that type of mentorship, that type of help, the alignment of values there, as well as the success of all of those uh, contributors and what they've had in areas outside of gaming and what they bring to the table to add unique value to, to, to what you guys are accomplishing at Team Liquid. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when we, Victor and I, um, needed to go raise $10 million to pay the LCS franchise fee. Uh, we needed to raise money. And I remember having a conversation with Victor and we kind of said to ourselves, you know what, let's just not take money from anybody that is using somebody else's money. Kind of simple, okay. you know, but that kind of eliminated a lot of VCs. So no VCs, no, yeah, no <laughs> VCs, and institutional, like all the, it kind of just cut out a lot of stuff. And I thought about it, you know, like, yeah, because they probably promising things to those other people and then telling us something different, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I make it simple, but, you know, I think what I'm trying to say is that it was important to find capital from somebody that saw the vision of Team Liquid and, and was patient with the horizon, you know, that understood that we're not early in this. We're in, what's before, we're in, um, uh, yeah, like, like just starting, like you know, a thought, you know, I think, I think folks, um, don't get that about, about the esports and gaming industry because there's just the aging of the population of the world and culture and, you know, the number of people that are coming to PCs. Like, I, just a quick aside, like when I grew up, I was, I guess, ashamed to be a gamer. I don't know. I definitely wasn't proud to be. I wasn't like talking about <laughs> it at school. I wasn't, you know, I felt like there was a stigma with it. You know, kids now doing Fortnite dances in the classroom and like in the cafeteria, it's just a different vibe, right? And the fact that young kids are probably getting PCs when I was like one out of a hundred that had a PC at home when I was growing up, like these things just will change the dynamics associated with the potential of having e- more esports fans in the future. You you can't fast forward that, right? Like people need to age, and uh, um, and so you know for, for 
for me, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was just kind of a little bit of that with, uh, um, uh, and, and then, you know, with, with, uh, Ted Leonsis and Peter Guber coming on board and doing the investment, um, they've been fantastic. I mean, I, we just built this uh, platform called liquid plus, which is pretty amazing. And, um, uh, I remember uh, reaching out to Ted Leonsis and his son, Zach, and we talked about, Hey, Ted, you know, you serve on the, uh, the board of AMX and Zach, you, uh, are very familiar with your fan products that you have for the wizards and the capitals. Like, let me download everything about like how this works. And that stuff is vital. You know, um, I remember going, <laughs> Peter was flying to a, oh, I don't know the, I don't know the basketball terms, damn it. Uh, whatever the playoffs are in basketball, like the very end. Um, yep. ah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't Conference finals? It. Yes, so, something where he was about to win the championship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the world championship analogy. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but, um, so he was flying to that. He was in the plane on his jet. And I remember uh, we had a board call and I was pitching uh, our League of Legends roster and the total cost to get the budget for what we would spend. And he's like, just do whatever you need to win, Steve. <laughs> just, just win. And, uh, you know, I think I, I kind of say that in a joking way, but that mentality from an investor, right? That, that means a lot, right? You know, cause there's probably other companies that are going into their boardrooms that are like, where's the return? You know, what's the ROI? Like what, show me, the, you know, the money, um, you know, Peter's like, show me the brand equity, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's just different. But is that because Steve, that your investors are, you know, traditional sports owners, right? Ted Leonsis, traditional sports owner in their minds, are they banking on the idea that these esports teams like Team Liquid are going to be worth billions the same way, you know, NBA teams or NFL teams or MLB teams all sort of have massively increased in value over the years? Like, is that are they coming with that mindset? Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and how much of their traditional sports background do you find helpful, but maybe also hurtful? Right. Because we've had conversations on the podcast a lot about traditional sports, um, you know, uh, things that are common in traditional sports, trying to apply them to esports sometimes works, but not always. Um, and, and I'm curious how much of that influences your decision-making some of their sort of traditional sports background. Um, and, and what parts of it do you feel are helpful or which ones are hurtful? Yeah. You know, um, Victor and I run the company. Uh, there's not, um, I guess, management from our greater team liquid board into day to day. It's very much a kind of request for assistance or help when, when needed. So there's not a lot of press down kind of um, do it this way from those other professional sports team owners. Um, You know, so I think, I think there are aspects of what they do, but I think they also, see this as also feeding into the the way that they think about running their sports business. So it's almost the inverse. Interesting. They may have 
mastered this ability of selling tickets and monetizing real estate and stadiums and you know m- media rights and sponsorships and squeeze the origin orange on that but you know maybe they don't understand the digital space and discord and twitch and you know media rights revenue coming from donations and drops uh, and stickers and emojis instead of ticket sales and you know how digital communities come together to celebrate watch parties and communicate with one another so uh if anything i i think they're learning more about how to adapt their businesses from having insight into team liquid versus us trying to follow a model that has worked for them in professional sports uh, and trying to apply it to esports I mean, maybe a follow up on this is, is this, is this maybe one of the reasons you guys didn't go into the city based leagues from Activision Blizzard? You didn't go into Overwatch. You didn't go into Call of Duty. Um, was, was any, was any of that driven by some of the traditional sports influence? Did the, you know, did they have any input on that? Did, did you guys not feel it was the right sort of move for you? Uh, I'm curious that you know, because you're literally in almost every other game. Why, why not those? Yeah. Um, for overwatch in particular, well, I believe that there are a lot of games out there and then there are a few that are esports. And the definition for me for esports means that you enjoy watching a game as much as you do playing it or probably could. And that spectator aspect of a game is quite rare. And, um, and so there's a lot of games that don't apply to that. And, uh, I, I think Overwatch may have been one of them. And, you know, I know that they did a lot to customize the game and make it more attractive for viewers. Um, and then you kind of double that with this fact that all games are on a product life cycle you know, going back to economics, you know, you have a introduction, a growth, a maturity, a decline that will happen just like it happens with baseball, right? By sport, by game. And most games, they go up and they go down (laughs) and that's it. That's their life. Um, and you know, I, I think, uh, being gamers and having a sense of overwatch and playing a lot of it, you know, you kind of think to yourself, is this a league that is going to be like league of legends? (laughs) It's going to be around for a decade that is going to continue to grow in viewership. So we have to ask ourselves these questions when we're thinking about paying, what it was it for like $20 million to, to own a spot in something that is built to have long-term success. You know, it's very different than, you know, league of legends, which the world's, viewership for league of legends has increased every year year after year for 10 years that is yep. a sport and i i don't know this but my guess is their daus are down which means that less people are playing the game so what does that mean that means you have a sport that means people are watching your game and enjoying that as much as playing it now that yep. that is magical now not every game can get there and so for us to you know, invest a significant amount of capital into something that may not have that type of product life cycle associated with it, you know, there's some trepidation to it. Now on the Call of Duty side, 
you know, that kind of idea of home and away and having recurring games, I think was a textbook thing from professional sports. Um, and I guess I just don't believe in that model. Um, yeah. I think gamers like online and I like hanging out with my friends on discord. I just do. I think a lot of people like are like me, and uh, and so and you the know, numbers seem to bear that out. So. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, now I kind of like their idea of making them more entertainment events and like you know not really there to watch the the COD games, but to like hang out and celebrate you know IP and hang out with friends and stuff like that. That could that could could be successful maybe. Um, but that's an events business, you know, that's not, that's an events business using IP, um, a little different than kind of an esports league thing. Um, yeah. So those, those were at least part of the rationale for us without getting into a bunch of other specifics around it. The, the other, the other example I, I wanted to ask about, and this, cause I was watching this recently was the, the wow race to world first mm-hmm. where, where you guys had arguably i mean not even arguably clearly by far the best setup of any team (laughs) right like i i feel like there was more chatter online about i think it was the team chef or someone and the the catered meals that they were getting like three times a day while they were raiding um i I don't know if you can talk to that steve a little bit like wow you wouldn't think of as a traditional esports but traditional esport but where you guys have applied i feel like the same team liquid kind of ethos um, I don't know if you have any feelings on that specifically. Yeah. I mean, race to world was such a fun event, you know, like, and it's also a, a big undertaking, right? You have this patch that drops and everybody's racing to, you know, basically beat the patch. And, um, and I, I think, uh, for us, you know, having, I think it was like 45 or 50 people, you know, to all go to one location and do the broadcast and, yeah, do the race. It was just a, um, it was quite the undertaking. Um, but our events group, um, and our production group and our partners all just kind of rallied and we made it happen. And, uh, but I do remember, like, I think it was on day like 12 or 13. And this is after most race to worlds finish in seven to eight days. I was like, okay, um, we're spending like $35,000 a day. Um, <laughs> someone fucking beat the jailer already. <laughs> like, like, figure it out guys. Yeah. Figure it out. Um, it started to get a little expensive and, uh, you know, but luckily the viewership was fantastic. So, you know, uh, it helped offset some of the costs and stuff, but yeah, the team was great. I, I can't wait for the next one because, uh, we were supposed to have it at the Alienware training facility here in uh, Santa Monica. And, uh, but we actually uh, uh, took over the entire space next door, which is an additional 10,000 square feet. And we completely gutted and we're renovating it. So it just wasn't done in time, but the next one will be. And then that way we'll be, be able to, to do the race from, um, from the training facility, which will save a considerable amount on cost. <laughs> <laughs> so, so- Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. 
Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. As we're talking about, you know, audiences, entertainment, community-driven events, I just wanted to shed light and kind of get your thoughts and, and have you share a little bit more about uh, your Ascension Charity Tournament for Valorant that you did with the Boys and Girls Club. You know, mm-hmm. what, what more can we es- expect out of Team Liquid with regard to charity-driven events, community-driven events, entertainment-based events, um, live, online, or otherwise that are just, you know, unique opportunities for you guys to give back, but also to relate to the voice of your audience and, and the voice, I think, of the gaming community and society at large. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, um, even back in the curse days and early Team Liquid days, I think giving back and participating in our communities that um, uh, that support our teams and players is a responsibility. Uh uh, and I think we've done a fantastic job of that over the years. Um, we worked very closely with the Seattle Children's Hospital. We did uh, uh, some work with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, we have uh, um, uh, done a, a good amount of work for a city year of LA um, uh, consistently. And I think over time, we've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for these respective groups. Um, but one thing that 
kind of stood out is that they were a bit disparate. You know, there was a lot of different uh, nonprofits and groups that we were working with, and we decided, you know, what we gotta we gotta focus in to make a greater impact. Um, and so the boys of girl the boys and girls club of LA was was one that stood out to us because what we realized is that within these communities, uh, most of the kids that go to the Boys and Girls Club at home don't have access to a computer or good enough or reliable enough internet. And not having that access is almost like a starting point of not having access to opportunity. And so one of the good ways to partner with the Boys and Girls Club is to basically build gaming labs within each Boys and Girls Club around the country. And so we figured, you know what, let's prove out a case model and let's go to the Boys and Girls Club of Metro LA, which is one of the largest in the entire country. And let's build a lab and figure all this out. And let's bring in like the executives from the Boys and Girls Club to come and see what we've done here so that we can hopefully convince them to model this out and for us to do this for tens of thousands of locations and provide access to to you know underprivileged communities that don't have access and uh so it's been fantastic and um really rewarding um and just to see the kids smiles and you know them playing with their you know these high-powered alienware laptops you know it's just super cool and of course they're going to be doing school work and stuff on there too not just gaming but like you know it's school um, work yeah, I think it, yeah, like I said, I think it's a responsibility. It's such a cool initiative. And uh, I mean, I, I hope that gets rolled out to every boys and girls club everywhere. Cause you know, that that's the promise of gaming, right? It's the, ma- the mass accessibility. Um, if, if you can get them the equipment, right. And so, um, I think that's such a great initiative. Can we switch gears, Steve, and talk a little bit about, the challenges of running and building an esports org. And I think on this podcast, you know, we've talked about a few things. We've talked about uh, player salaries, you know, over time increasing. We've talked about a little bit of the education gap with sponsors where maybe you, when you walk into a brand or a sponsor day one, they don't really know what esports is or, you know, or whatever the case may be. We've talked about um, just in general, the difficulties of, growing a brand globally, right? Like you have to reach people everywhere who follow different teams and different games. And that, that requires that that's a challenge in and of itself. I'm curious when you look at your own business, what do you see as the greatest challenge for team liquid from a growth standpoint? Yeah. Um, you know, on, on, on a few of those topics that you just mentioned, like sponsorships, I think we're probably best in class uh, in the world. Um, in terms of content, um, I think we're going to get really good at it. Based, we just actually hired uh, Josie, who used to work at uh, Hulu and has just an impeccable background in brand marketing and content. And she's coming in to lead a lot of that and feel pretty good about that. Um, I, I, I would in player salaries, we've been fortunate enough where we have great sponsorship revenue and. Um, 
we're probably creating the problems with player salaries, honestly. It's honest. I like it. So the other guys who are coming on and complaining, it's it's I'll I'll direct yeah, they, them they to Steve. Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, but I do think you know for us one of the things that I've I've personally found challenging, I'll I'll say, is um, is just a growing company. Uh, you know, going back, it's probably been like what, three years ago, we maybe had 35, 40 people, you know, we just, we just, our last employee mark, I think was 350. It's like, wow. it's like, Oh my gosh. You know, you, I, I, there's, there's a completely different skill set in maintaining a culture and the TL way and, you know, having people hired at team liquid that aren't interviewed by the executive team. Um, it puts a, a responsibility on onboarding and training and cultural norms. And, you know, it is a challenge to, to, to get from that like small size company to a proper mis, mid-sized company and, um, and, and maintain the culture and keep, um, you know, trust within the organization. I think we've done an incredible job at it, but it has not been easy. It's not just something that just happens. You have to focus on it. You have to talk to your employees. You have to listen to them. You have to, you know, provide the right kind of things. You, you need to be very clear about your North star and your direction and your mission, vision, and values. You, you lose sight of that. And, and I think folks forget why they're doing stuff, you know, or they become confused. You need very precise roles and responsibilities. You can't have overlap and competition within your own company. I mean, these are just like kind of growing pains of, of, of the business. So I think that's been probably the most, most challenging of, of late and, and likely will continue, you know, going into this next phase of growth as we, you know, continue to, to do more and grow revenue and impact more people, you know, uh, and for example, we're, we're building a facility in Brazil and Sao Paulo, um, another 15,000 square feet, probably another 65 staff. Like it's, it's things are moving and, um, yeah. And I thank God we've been able to identify great leaders and bring in new people. Um, just been able to really rely on them to, to, to help. Such an interesting answer, Stephen, and a great segue into sort of my last question here before we get to everyone's favorite new segment. Um, but that is like, what does the future look like for Team Liquid? Right? What are the things that you're most excited about? What are, you know, paint me the picture five years from now. How big is this? You know, what should we all be excited about to see in the next five years? Yeah. You know, I'd say one of the things that I find most exciting is, uh, I think a lot of esports businesses like us are reliant on revenues from the leagues that we participate in, the developers for the games that we play, um, the sponsors and partners that work with us, uh, the websites and the ad revenue that we get. And a lot of this is great. It's good. But what really provides exponential growth and effect to gamers around the world is the ability to provide a direct consumer experience play. 
um, something where Team Liquid is the host of a watch party or a community event digitally and probably IRL to some degree. And um, what's happening with blockchain technology, uh, even digital goods, now you can decide not to mint them and make them NFTs, but just digital goods in general, you know, being able to, ha- you know, we talked a little bit about that, like badge that you get from packs that, you know, might save in your closet. Like what's the analogous digital good when I watch the world championship, right? What do I walk away with that I'm proud of? And that like memorializes that moment of my attendance and participation in something that I care about. Um, I think over the next probably five to 10 years, you're, you'll probably see these teams that have amassed a significant fan base and following and brand equity being able to customize what they offer directly to their fans and, um, and become bigger businesses because of it. And, uh, and I think where we're thinking about that and what we've done with liquid plus is, uh, basically setting that us up for that. It's a, it's a cool future. I, uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see it. Um, that brings us guys, everyone's favorite new segment, judge Jimmy's cross-examination, Steve, uh, Jimmy's going to give you five or six rapid fire questions here. Uh, get to know you a little bit better as a person, as a gamer. Um, so judge Jimmy, take it away. Try and keep these short and painless. Uh, first <laughs> question, Steve, what is your go-to gamer snack or drink? What do you eat or drink while playing? Yeah. Uh, what I drink is, uh, monster and sparkling water which i have them on my desk um <laughs> and then in terms of of snacks uh, uh i do a lot of postmates and it's either jersey mike's or chipotle <laughs> constantly <laughs> Shame, shameless plug on jersey mike's there um, <laughs> let's follow it is up. also true though <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's follow up. Uh, and I don't want to get you in hot water, so you don't have to name names, but I'll ask who is your favorite streamer to watch, or if you want to keep it more broad, what's your favorite game right now to watch on Twitch? Yeah. My favorite game at the moment is actually, uh, AOE, um, AOE four. Um, Mm. I, I, uh, it's funny. I don't know if you look at my Twitter, I posted a picture of like my most played games on steam by play hours, which I didn't even know was a thing until my friend was like, yeah, you could look it up and see like <laughs> what your most played games are and how much time you've invested in each of these games. It's like, Oh my God. Uh, and, and so, uh, uh, quickly climbing the ranks is AOE four, just because I, I, uh, I, I was, I played such a, I played a ton of Starcraft and you know it's it's an RTS and I and I love it. I think it's balanced and it's a lot of fun in the games. There is just not another game where my heart is racing and I'm intently <laughs> focused on the game, perspiring. Like, and if I know if I just lose focus for a second, I'm gonna lose the game. Like it it is just so intense and I and I it's love it. It's just that. a genre that's not in vogue anymore, though, right? That's yeah, the sad not, part. It's really fallen off. You know, yeah. there hasn't been a great RTS that's like broken through on the esports side like Starcraft did but oh i love aoe yeah it's a great game <laughs> so, so let's broaden that for the next question favorite game of all time oh it has to be league of legends i mean without a doubt um you know league of legends uh was the start of all of this for me personally and 
I've come to love Riot Games. I, I have come to love League of Legends as a game. I am infatuated with League of Legends community. And um, I, I still to this day get excited and nervous and I have anxiety just being around events and people and casters and fans. And, you know, I still get butterflies. It's just, it's just, uh, it's been the, the centerpiece for me personally uh, within the gaming space. Uh, last question here, and I think I know the answer. Uh, what is your favorite show or movie adapted from a video game IP? Arcane was pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I sort of expected that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we were all shocked on how damn good it was, right? I mean, you know, Riot was kind of like this sleeping giant that was Riot Game instead of riot games for like 10 years and then all of a sudden they just made it rain <laughs> and like dropped all this stuff and then also ip so yeah it's great so, solid solid steve thank you for that uh, i'll give it back to you paul um steve for people who want to follow you find out more about team liquid where where do you want to be followed or found yeah so uh you can follow team liquid on twitter at you know, slash team liquid. We also have different handles for every different game genre and stuff. So, you know, if you like Valorant, it's liquid Valorant and so on. Uh, I'm not going to list all 19. Uh, so. <laughs> or maybe you, you directly. Oh, me too. Yeah. You could follow me on Twitter at uh, liquid one, one, two liquid one, one, two. Very cool. Um, Steve, thank you so much for being on the show. Jimmy, thank you as always. Uh, just a couple of reminder, guys. Make sure follow Business of Esports everywhere at Biz Esports or Business of Esports on every platform on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, literally anywhere you get our Business of Esports content. Make sure you hit that follow button. Also, don't forget every Wednesday evening, 8 30 p.m. Eastern Time, we do a live stream. It's all the news we cover with a bigger cast. And best of all, we get to do it live with you guys. Uh, so you get to ask questions, get in our faces, challenge us. It's a lot of fun. 8.30 p.m. Eastern time every Wednesday evening. Uh, as always, guys, don't forget the future is fun. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Business of Esports podcast. Check us out at thebusinessofesports.com and on Twitter at BizEsports. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Watch sensational Grand Slam action on Tennis Channel as top stars clash at Roland Garros in Paris. Catch all the excitement. What a shot. Come on now. With Tennis Channel's comprehensive coverage as we bring you live matches and nightly encores, plus match previews. That is awesome. Don't miss one of the greatest events in all of sports. Roland Garros, the French Open. Daily live coverage on Tennis Channel, now through June 9th. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, 
be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.